Hey, Positive Pearls, this is Nate Evans here, and welcome to the Pink Pearls and Curls Positivity Parlor Podcast. Um, I am excited to talk about this topic today. As you know, our last episode was a bonus episode that we gave you, and I talked about how I met my husband. Now, a lot of you really don't know a lot about me, but Um, I am a few weeks out from my fifth wedding anniversary, but we've been together for 10 long years. Okay, so 10 years. Okay, let's talk about that. Um, So for from now until my actual wedding anniversary which is September 1st I will be recording episodes around my marriage so a lot of you don't know but I am married to a pastor yes yeah girl Mm -hmm. you heard me right I'm married to a pastor. I am what I'm getting ready to take you into a day in the life of a pastor's wife. And I did a little bit of this work on my YouTube channel. Don't forget to check us out there. Um, just type in Pink Pearls Curls and we'll come right up. Uh, don't forget to check out our Facebook page while we're at it. Pink Pearls and Curls. Go ahead and like in the page. Go ahead and like and subscribe our YouTube channel. And go ahead and add us as a friend uh, at Lady Nate Evans on Instagram, okay? We're not on, you know, all of the forums, but, you know, we're out there just a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm married to a pastor, and I want to take you through, like, some of the things that I have to work through each and every day while I am married to my hubby so um tune in stay tuned we're getting ready to dig into a little bit of my life just let you know that I am married to my best friend and my hubby and he's also my covering my man of God the one that I that is actually watching after my soul my husband yeah so we're getting ready to jump into our three pearls of wisdom and today our three pearls is the first pearl is that you have to share your husband when you are married to the pastor the second pearl of wisdom is that there are going to be times where your family has to take a back seat and the third one is you have to be a special lady you have to be selfless in order to be married to the pastor okay so those are our three pearls i want you to tune in we're getting ready to jump in to the sharing your pastor part of the pink pearls and curls i am married to a pastor positivity parlor podcast stay tuned Hold up, wait a minute, I gotta do what when I'm a pastor's wife? Yeah, girl, you have to share your husband. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And this looks very different um, for many pastors' wives. So I have had the experience to have known a few pastors' wives before I was a pastor's wife. And now that I am a pastor's wife, I still know a few. Um, and you'd be surprised that a lot of women that are married to pastors don't like to share their husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when the shoe is on the other foot and you think about it as a member of the church, you have, well, if you're in a smaller community um, church, you have direct access to the pastor, right? Whenever you have problems or there's something that you really want to discuss and it's like burning um you you go right up to the pastor and you get to talk right we don't often think that that time that we're taking up with the pastor is you know lessening the time that he gets to spend you know to recuperate himself after a long um sermon or just going home to spend time with his family on a Sunday morning with so many, on a Sunday afternoon, excuse me, with already dealing with so many responsibilities. So you don't really think about those things when you're on the, when the shoe's on the other foot. You just know that you have an issue and you need your pastor, right? As the pastor's wife, you have to share your husband. You have to be ready to allow him to minister, to counsel, um, to seek the face of the Lord on behalf of his members. There are going to be times where you really just have to take a back seat and share that man. Yes, a lot of pastor's wives don't really understand this and this is where the conflict comes in now don't get me wrong some every pastor is you know not walking in the will of God and sometimes they take advantage of those things to do other things that they shouldn't be doing right but as a uh, pastor's wife I, I share my husband a lot Um, I share him with the church. I share him with the members. I share him with his family. You know, so I, it's, the layers go on and on as, you know, just a Christian wife. um, I probably, my only shared responsibilities is sharing him with his work and sharing him with his family. But when you are a pastor's wife, you're sharing your pastor with his work, his family, the church his own responsibilities you have just a little bit more sharing to do when you know you think about the responsibilities of your husband and then you don't want to you don't want to burn that man out so you just those of you that are on the other foot just understand that his wife is gracious enough to allow you guys to have him as much as you guys do have him so think about that when you have you know, the same issue for 45 weeks in a row and pastor already told you to pray and you haven't prayed yet. Think about those things. Think about his family. Think about his children because we're all sharing him so graciously with you. Um, Now let's talk about the pastor's wives that don't want to share their husbands. Okay. You don't have a choice, mamita. You don't. 
You have to share that man. He has a responsibility. And whether you like it or not, the Lord has called him and not you. The Lord has called him and not you. The Lord has called you to walk by his side, but the Lord has called him, right? We think about um, back in the Bible, we think about Adam and Eve. And who did the Lord give the commandment to? The Lord gave it to Adam. He didn't give it to Eve. So if Eve had done whatever she'd done, if Adam had not done it, I don't believe he would have been kicked out of the Garden of Eden. So, you know, the Lord called that man. And we have to understand as spouses that he has an additional responsibility to what he has already signed up for. And that's marriage and family and those things and to um, take care and to provide. Um, so now he has an additional responsibility. And that is something that you just have to understand um, and understand it with a prayerful heart. Right. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But yes, you have to share that man. So get used to it, honey, darling chips. You have to share him and whether you like it or not, that it is what it is. All right, we are jumping into the second part of our I am married to a pastor podcast today yes so um sometimes your family has to take a back seat um when it comes to ministry now let me be clear because I don't want to mess anybody up but when I say take a back seat I don't mean that your family doesn't come first what I mean is that I'll give you solid and specific examples because family is important and I don't want anybody to misconstrue that. But there are times when the family members of the family, and I'm talking about your, your pastor's immediate family, wife and children, have to take a little bit of a backseat. So, um, for instance, my husband prays a lot. He prays intensely and there are times when he is praying in general he has to pray because he's the pastor right hello he has to pray because he has to keep up his own relationship with God um and he has to fast and things like that and so there are times when he goes into his prayer room and he shuts the door completely and he's praying the entire day literally praying so at that time, I, as a wife, um, I, th- this, this is something that is clearly communicated to me. I am going, and this is not something that happens every single day. It's, it, it happens quite often because he has to keep up his prayer life. But on those days that I know that he's praying and I know um, that he needs to have the time, our children are small. I have toddlers, two and three years old. So they are naturally are going to want to find daddy. When mommy isn't giving them the satisfaction that they need immediately, they're going to go and find daddy. I don't need them going and knocking on the door um, and interrupting his prayer time, right? So 
what I do, because it was already clearly communicated with me, I'm going to be praying on this day at such time. I don't have to do this, but I decide to do this because I want to make sure that my husband has that time to pray. So this is not an intentional family taking a backseat, but it happens, right? So on those days, I get the kids ready, up and dressed. I put them in the car and we go spend the day at my mom's house. We go spend the day in the mall. We go to the park. We go to the ice cream parlor. We take a few hours out because I want to make sure that my husband has his time to spend with the Lord and myself nor the children are doing anything to disrupt that. But in the interim, this may nine times out of 10, because my husband works, he has a full career. He is um, school leadership. So he has like a full-time job. He's not only doing, he's not only a pastor, but he works, right? Um, So nine times out of 10, this prayer time is happening on a Saturday, the only day of the week where we as a family would spend time together. Again, this doesn't happen every week, but it happens quite often. And I want to make sure that I'm setting him up for for success and I'm keeping the house in order. So those are the things that I do to combat that. But in the interim, our family, you know, we have to take a back seat, right? So that's one example. Um, Another example is, uh, let's say, oh, Saturdays. Again, I just have to like refer to Saturdays because that's the, that's tends to be our family day. Sunday all day we're in church. Um, throughout the week we're working. Um, and so the evenings don't really tend to be family time. But, it, you know, we have a few hours or so to spend time um, together. Uh, so uh, some, a lot of times on Saturdays we have to get up and attend church events. There are different things that happens we are a part of an, a larger network of churches and they often have lots of things on Saturdays especially towards the end of the year we get really busy with the network of churches and um, there are times when we're up at six o'clock in the morning getting the kids ready up and out because we have to be on the road a lot of the events happen in philly and new jersey and connecticut in um states that are near us but like out of new york state where we live so you know this these this is time that we can other families can sit and chill and i often find it so funny when people complain that they're tired and um I just think about my life and all of the things that we do. We're working full-time jobs. We are uh, full-time leaders in ministry. And we also have two small toddlers. And when I think about half of the things that we do, I'm like, what are you really tired about? You are a single person (laughs) with barely any responsibilities, still living at home. Like, you're not tired. I'm tired. Um, So, yeah. The family takes the back seat. And when I say that, it sounds harsh, but it's the reality of things, right? Um, we want to make sure that I'm setting my husband up for success and I'm, I'm setting my family up for success. I don't want to let my children down. I know that they want daddy immediately. And there are times when I just have to, like, just take them out for the sake of his peace and my peace and the children's peace. So, yeah. Sometimes the family has to take a back seat, and that is okay. That is part of 
being a family in ministry. And the sooner that you as a pastor's wife begin to understand that, um, the easier things will be for you because he has to be, maintain his relationship with God. And I know that um, questions might arise. So like, when do you pray? When do you get your relationship in? And that is another podcast for another day. I'll talk to you more about that then. But yeah, that is a great idea. I should let you know how I am keeping my sanity in all of this. All right, we're closing it out. Um, we're talking about uh, how pastors' wives are selfless and how they have to be really special ladies in order to take on this task. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you have to be called for this work. Not only are you one of the leaders in the church, but you are still a wife. You're still, many of us are mothers. You're still, you have your own responsibilities and things like that, um, that you have to maintain and that's your work and your self-care um, and we know that self-care is more than getting your hair done, getting a mani-pedi, but that's part of it, right? Um, and that's the time where I, I find a little solitude. Um, but yeah, you have to be selfless. Um, there's no way that you can be a pastor's wife and you're not selfless. Um, as a wife, as a mother, you're already selfless. And again, as a pastor's wife, there's just an additional responsibility that you have now because you, again, you have to be called to this. Um, you have to make sure that you have a certain stance. And it's not about being fake. It's about making sure that you're representing your husband and, first of all, Christ in the right way um there are people that say things about your husband right in front of you right around you you still have to maintain your virtue and your stance and your grace um and your posture in Christ when those things happen um there has this has happened several times and there are times when I would address it and there are other times when I will ignore it um, pick your battles, right? Again, you have to be called to this work. Um, you have to realize that you're special and there is unique things about you that keep you qualified. Okay. The Lord picked you out. He qualified you. He, he called you. He, before you even knew that you were going to be the pastor's wife, the Lord knew, Right. These are things that qualities and if you think, even I, I often think of David, um, he's the best example for me uh, because he was already doing the work of a king, of a leader, 
uh, he was shepherding the flock before he even knew that he was going to be king. And I think back to and through my life and I saw qualities. I, I, I can vision the qualities that I've had coming up very motherly. I grew up around nothing but male cousins. Um, I have two brothers. I'm the only girl. So I have been the only girl um, growing up in my household. It was just me and my cousins. Um, and they were all boys. I had no female cousins unless they would come over and visit me. All boys. So I tend, um, I would tend to take the motherly role and take care of my boy cousins. I would... Um, they were all younger than me. I was the oldest. Um, so as you know, when you're the oldest, people call you the responsible one. I was the responsible one for my brothers, for my cousins. I was the one that held it together, um, for the boys. Uh, I would tie shoelaces and make sure that they had their food together make sure that everyone was included. I was a little bossy. Mm -hmm, I can admit that. But, like, I see the qualities that I had coming up, and I see how God was already shaping me um, for the work and for the role. Uh, I was the responsible one, so I would make sure that I would take care of things, and I knew where things went, and I knew how to keep things in order. Um, all of those things was preparing me for my current role now. But again, you have to be special, you have to be called, you have to understand the work. And I think. That is a huge part of it, um, a part of the selfish uh, and being special. You understand the call. You understand the duties of your husband, of your pastor. You understand that he is there to shepherd the flock. And the flock is important. They are, you know, what's keeping the church and the ministry running in. Um, so you have to make sure that you keep uh, those things at the forefront of your mind when you think about um, marrying a pastor. So just keep those things in mind. Um, and we have come to the end uh, and the closing of our podcast. Don't forget, you have to share your husband. You have to, sometimes your family has to take a back seat. And you have to realize that you're a special lady. You were called to do this work. You were chosen. Um, but you need to be selfish. And, and all of that, maintain your virtue. So, remember, add us on Instagram at Lady Nate. Like our Facebook page, Pink Pearls and Curls. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Just type in Pink Pearls Curls and we'll pop right up. But... Have a great rest of the week, and I hope that you take these things, and I hope that you are enjoying um, getting a little bit uh, more deeper, getting a little bit more of a personal feel into my life. Um, and remember, we're going to keep this up until my anniversary. These are going to be our bonus episodes that I'm throwing in there just for you to learn a little bit more about the, um, a little bit more about the person behind the voice. All right? Have a great one.